0: As we mentioned last week, we've um, begun this week the three-week period um, between Shivas, or the 17th of Tammuz, and Tisha B'Av, which is three weeks, um, which is sort of a mourning period where we mourn for the destruction of the Besamikdash, the, uh, both the both holy temples that were destroyed in, these, in this period of time. Um, at the same time, though it does have those halachas of mourning of these weeks, it also is a time with greater emphasis is placed on yearning and hope and learning and davening to bring the transformation of that destruction and bring about the ge'ula, the um, ultimate redemption that we're waiting for and the rebuilding of the third and greatest Besam Mikdush. As always, look into the Parsha of the week and see lessons how to connect that, what to learn from the Parsha of the week, and especially relating to the time that it's read. So very quick, an idea. A beautiful word that the Rebbe points out uh, on a nuance in the parsha. This week's parsha is Parshas Pinchas, and in Parshas Pinchas, one of the um, the largest part of the parsha deals with the korbones, with the sacrifices brought on the Besam Hamikdash. It talks about the daily korbones and the korban brought on Shabbos, but then it goes through the entire um, calendar and goes through the yomim tovim from Pesach the Shavuos and Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur Sukkot. Goes through all of the yom and, and talks about the individual karbonis that are brought on every yom tiv and every holiday. Now, this section of the Torah going through the um, through the yom and Tavim, going through the holidays and talking about the halachas of the holidays, we have twice. Once in this week's parsha, Pasha's Pinchas, as I mentioned, and the other was in the Torah portion of Emir, which is in Chumash VaYikra in the previous Chumash. There too, the Torah goes through the entire. Um, calendar of the Yom Tovim and discusses and describes the halachas of every Yom tev. and yet there's this very subtle difference between the way it's written in Emor versus the way it's written in Parshas Pinchas, and that is Parshas Pinchas. This week's Parsha finishes after the Torah tells us all the different laws and all the different Yom Tovim. It says VaYomer Moshe al Bnei Yisrael. Moshe told the Jewish people, "Kachelash Siva Hashem as Moshe, as everything that Hashem had told, commanded Moshe." In Parshas Emmer, after the Korbanis, there's a similar passage. There it says, "Va'yidaber Moshe Hashem el Bnei Yisrael. Moshe spoke and told over the holidays of Hashem to the Jewish people. And here the difference, the word "va'yomer" versus the word vayidabir. In our parsha, it says, "va'yomer Moshe. Moshe, again, told, spoke the words to the Jewish people. And in Amr it says seemingly the same concept, but there it says Vayedaber Moshe. Both mean said over. Yet, every detail in Torah and every nuance is so important. For some reason, there the Torah uses the expression Dibur, Vayedaber, and here it uses the expression Vayoymer, Amira. What's the difference between Dibur and Amira? Our sages say that Dibur, Vayedaber, is a tougher tone. More of a demanding and commanding tone. Amira, say Chazal, say our sages, is lush and raka, is soft, is requesting, is a soft tone of voice. So from, for some reason, the Terry uses that those expressions. There it says, va'yidabar, Moshe, commanded and demanded of the Jewish people. And in our Pasha it uses this softer tone of voice. And the question, of course, is why the difference and the Rebbe explains it the following way. He says when you look closely at the description of the Yamim Tovim in these two parshias, there's a basic difference, and that is in Parshas Emor, back in the previous Chumash, there is primarily about all of the halachas of the Yamtiv, not just the Karbanis, not just the sacrifices. Over there, it talked about the Shofar and Rosh Hashanah and fasting in Yom Kippur and eating matzah and Pesach and taking the Esther and lulav and sitting and eating in the Sukkah and sukkahs, and it also talked about the Karbanis. But first and foremost, the emphasis there was on the halachas, the mitzvahs of the yom Toivim. In our parsha, it's the opposite. In our parsha, the emphasis is on korbones, um, the sacrifices that were brought in every yom tov in the Beis Hamikdash. Um, once we understand that difference, so there's another basic difference, which is that the parsha that talked about the mitzvahs of the of the of the yom of the holidays is good for all time. Because in every generation and every time, we have the commandment of doing the mitzvahs of the Tov, blowing the shofar and sitting in the, in the sukkah and eating matzah and Pesach. And that is, in every generation, whether there is or there isn't a Beis HaMikdash. On the other hand, this week's Parsha, that talks about the mitzvah of the Karbanes, really only pertains to the time when there is a Beis HaMikdash. And therefore, nowadays, and for almost 2,000 years already, of galus of exile, we don't have a beis hamikdash, we don't have kerbanis, so therefore one would argue that the parsha, our parsha about kerbanis, is really not applicable because we don't bring kerbanis when there is no beis hamikdash. Says so the Rebbe, now we'll understand. Vayidaber is a commandment. It's a command. It's a demand because in that parsha, it's mitzvahs that are always going to be a commandment. They're always going to be. Um, something that we're obligated to do, and therefore the wording used is that Moshe commanded the Jewish people, this is something you are going to have to do every year and every yomtiv, no matter what. In our Parsha, though, we're talking about something that already for so many years is not a commandment. It's not something that we have to do. In fact, we can't bring karbonis. So what then is the request? If Moshe is telling us in that soft tone of voice the Parsha of karbonis, what is he asking us? He's asking us that even when we can't actually bring karbanis, we should still learn about it. We should still read the parsha. We should still understand it, because here we have, as our sages say, when we can't do a mitzvah, when we can't bring a karban, learn the Torah about the karbanis, learn the halachas about karbanis. Even if you can't do it in action, you can't do it um, in with deed. Do it verbally. Do it in your thoughts. And they say, A person who nowadays studies and learns and says the parshas of karbonis, it's as if they're nowadays bringing a karbon as well, as much as we can. And this is already a soft tone of voice because it's not a commandment. There is no halacha that we have to learn karbonis today. Nevertheless, it's a request that even when you don't have the karbonis, to spend the time to learn about it and think about it in that way, connecting to this Mitzvah even when we don't have it. But it's more than that. By learning about karbanis nowadays, learning about the Besam Mikdash nowadays, not only are we doing the best we can, we're also preparing ourselves for when we will have it again very quickly. And this alone becomes a tzchus to hasten the time when we will again have our Besam Mikdash and again have the karbanis. It's for this reason that in these three weeks, it's it's a minhag to give greater emphasis in learning the ideas of the Beis HaMikdash, and learning the ideas of the Karbanes, and connecting to them, because as we began, these three weeks are the weeks that we focus on what can we do to help hasten the transformation of these days, the transformation of these three weeks, when they will be the great weeks of Yom Tov and Simcha, when the coming of Mashiach Sidkenu, may be speedily even today. Have a wonderful Shabbos.